Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Dracarys, bitches. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. fuck, no. Guess how much? 12 bucks. 10 oh, bucks. Oh, you're disgusting. Two, uh, I have $22 worth of juice on me right now. Y'all. <laughs> My self-care game is unmatched. This, can I just say, Whitney Cummings. It's your show. You can say whatever you want. This... You're a guest that I'm going to put in, like, my podcast bio as having, okay? So I've been very excited to have you. I was really upset that I had to reschedule back in December. It made me respect you more. And Oh. Yeah, well, I was like, damn, this bitch I, cancels. I, sh- I shouldn't be, I should not be admitting this. Damn. No, I, I then got, I had to work and I I almost had to reschedule today and I fought my producers tooth and fucking nail. And I'm like, I am not I frankly, rescheduling this one. <laughs> I have been waiting for Whitney Cummings. Aww. Don't you dare do this to me. I won. Here I am. But I, I have to tell you something. Uh-oh. We've met before. No, I know. And I don't, I just don't. Now, hold on. Do you know? Do you? Do, hold on. This bitch is coming this in here. This is my hold nightmare. On. This my nightmare. Before we get into hers and uh, my nightmares, both of our nightmares. No, I think we met before, but you rescheduled. No. Every time. It oh, just, wait. Do we, we know what I'm going to say? Halfway through meeting, you were like, I have to reschedule this meeting. No. <laughs> no. Do you even know what I'm going to say? I don't. I it, it Once you say it, I'm going to know and it's going to make me mad. Okay. Well, before, I'm going to just torture you for a little bit. Let me just describe Whitney right now. Do we like date the same person or something? Not that I know this of. This feels bad the Not way that, that you're. Oh, it's bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> Whitney just came barreling in. Barreling is the perfect like, verb. Literally like the third long lost Olsen twin. <laughs> Big sunglasses, mm-hmm. chic outfit mm-hmm. with like a loose blazer. And she's like, I'm sorry. I smell like cauliflower <laughs> buffalo wings. I'm like, okay, LA. Then I see that it's from creation. Yep. More LA. Then with a you K. get out two. Is that two? This is two uh, smoothies that look like blood, quite frankly. That's a beet. This is a beet smoothie, beet, carrot, apple, lemon, and then one's got chlorophyll. I'm going to live longer than all you motherfuckers. Oh, God. I, <laughs> I, this lo- it looks like you've bottled blood. Yeah, my 20s was kind of um, a blur, and I didn't take very good care of myself, so now the pendulum is swinging in the other direction. Okay. But it is like, I feel like showing up with a juice is the new showing up with like a small dog. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? People look at you like, ugh, her juice. Like, I'm just trying to take care of myself. I'm probably not going to drink them. I'm just going to put them here as a power move. Not one, but two, but serial killer move, yeah. I will say. But okay, so <laughs> we've met. Okay. I Do you do you remember? Uh-oh. Let's see. 13 years ago? Those... 13, oh, y- 13 years ago. A little show called Queen Bees. <laughs> On the N network noggin. <laughs> By the way, wild. You're do blowing you, my mind. Do you even know? But wait, were you you weren't were you even famous then? No. <laughs> I most certainly was not. 
Were you okay? Let me tell me if I'm getting this. I'm right. so I'm embarrassed too. Okay, I just want to let you know it's bad for both this of us. Takes, it takes a lot for me to talk about this as well. No wonder you kept rescheduling. <laughs> Consume with shame about this. Yeah. So this was a. I actually have a really good memory. Once someone tells me, I want to say this was a show where I was teaching people mm-hmm. how to do stand up yes, even though I had no success at all at the time no you did because uh, yes yeah, so you're correct your memory's correct um this was a show 13 years ago about a group of mean girls oh my god living in a house trying to reform themselves be better be nicer and every episode there was a task that we had to do to help ourselves get better and one of the episodes was learn to make fun of yourself wow so we had stand-up comedian whitney cummings come in teach us how to do stand-up we had to write our own stand-up and you had to help us and um uh, I knew who you were because I had seen you on the Chelsea Handler show. So I okay. like when you walked in, I was 18, 17 or 18, and I'm like, I know who that is. I'm like, this is the wow. best thing that's come out of this fucking show. I'm trapped in a dungeon with six other girls, however many other girls. This is miserable. At least I have this. And then so we had to go and do stand-up at like um I don't know, one of the, one either the comedy store or Laugh Factory, one of those places like filmed, not a real yeah, audience. Yeah, yeah. And I remember what I joked about too. Like, I remember you helping me. You were probably like, what the fuck am I doing here? This is a paycheck, please. I was just, saying, yeah, no, I'm this- sure it was paid 400 bucks. So I was there in a flash. I can tell you what I wore. Tell me. I wore a green shirt with black dots on it with three buttons and a tie in the back that I got at Anthropology. It was my TV shirt. I. Love that. I remember, I re- like now that I remember, I really remember. Wait, do you remember things in outfits? I remember at, there was a time where I had so little money that I had like my three shirts. That you rotated. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got your TV shirt. It's like when you go to auditions. Your meeting you shirt. Have your, you have your shit. It's like, you you know, you wear this color and yep. this blouse and it's flattering and it's like, that's what you go it in. It cuts yeah. well. It doesn't wrinkle too much. It, it's yeah. not too sexy. It's not too gender nonconform. It was just like my sh- my t- TV shirt. Yes. You know, that's so wild. And I probably was wearing New Balance sneakers with Velcro. I, that's gross. <laughs> there was a time when I, I have such like, like workaholic hustler brain. There was a time where I was like, if I wear Velcro shoes, I'll save like 10 seconds a day times 365 days a year. Are you full of shit? Oh, that's totally true. I wore Velcro shoes to save time. What were you doing <laughs> no, I, throughout the day that you needed that extra time to sacrifice yeah. style in that way? I, I, that Velcro. was my corner that I cut. Like, that's how desperate I was to make it. Just cut your juice. Cut one of your juices. <laughs> well, this was, now I can now I can pay people to tie my shoes for me, I, you know? <laughs> I, I I love that I just surprised you with this that shit. That was, honestly, it, it takes a lot to blow my mind, and that truly... Blew my mind. Do you know how thankful I am, though, that you don't remember that? Because I'm so mortified by it. And I thought about not bringing it up because I hate when people are like, remember that? It's one of those things that I just want to bury. You know what's funny about it? It makes me like you more. Not that... That I was an asshole? No, it makes me like you just that, like, I think... You know, and I don't know. I think a lot of people, when they see a successful woman, they're like, oh, she just, you know, got lucky or she just, you know, like you were hustling. Just, you, you know, know, working that reality show circuit as far that. as I could. I respect <laughs> that. Like that makes me, that is like a hustle. Like that is, um, cause I think that I would have thought like, oh, the first show she got on, she got successful and famous. Oh no. My first show was The Amazing Race. I like you even more. Like every, this is an important, I think, just lesson is the more you hear about people's failures, the more you like them. Okay, and we're so true. We're so afraid to fail, but why? It just makes people like you more. Right. You know? Cool. That makes me feel a little better about everything. You're like, I'm done rattling off my failures. Let's yeah. move on to like, yeah, let's. You know what? I'm going to take the attention away from me. Let's bring this to you. Did you make any friends from that um, show? 
Like, are you the big famous success story from that show? Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Uh, no, not really. I don't talk to anyone. No. I remember that like a whiteboard. Fucked, that fucked with my head. I'm sorry. Why? I remember after being on The Amazing Race, somebody that that cast me and it was like, I have the show. You just moved to LA. You, yeah. I know that you're this like bossy girl. You should go on it. Yeah. We all get there. We're living in an apartment together for over a month and a half. And turns out you're a secret mean girl and you didn't know it. And now you have to turn nice oh. and we're going to teach you to be nice. I'm like, what the fuck kind of cult did I just join? Yeah, better than Scientology. I tried that for two days too. <laughs> too expensive. They still call me. I yeah. have the membership card to prove it. You never dabbled in Scientology? No, I definitely did. You but came with two juices. It's a rite of passage in LA to dabble in Scientology. It was, I couldn't, I, I look, I think that if I had was at all financially solvent when I did hear about it. I'm sure I'd be on the boats. I'd be on the cruises. I'd be, I'd be like fully a remedy right now. I would have gone. Now I would have had a show about it. I just, when I <laughs> first heard about it, I was so broke. I don't think they were interested in me, but I, I did go to one of the brunches. Oh. When I first moved to LA. I didn't know about a brunch. Oh, they have a great brunch. Okay. Oh, Scientology does an excellent brunch. If you can just get in <laughs> and like, find a way to not get brainwashed it's a banger it's a banger of a sunday afternoon was it at the castle yes oh yes so, okay so this actress that is a, a scientologist invited me and a friend of hers to brunch and it was like at 9049 franklin mm -hmm. and we were like that's a like we we're like it wasn't the name of a restaurant we were like oh this must be at her house we go over there you pull up the valet takes your keys in your car no no ticket they just take it yeah, money's not a thing there. They brag about that. And you don't get your car back. Like, there's no, like, ticket to be like, <laughs> can I get my car back? Like, you're there for until they got you hooked, you know? And we went in, gorgeous brunch. I mean, it was like, there was chocolate pudding. Scones. Oh, there's scones. There's croissants. There's quinoa. There's the, what is the there's chia seed? juice. <laughs> my juices. Beet juice mimosas. Everyone's gorgeous. Everyone, literally, I don't think people understand, everyone looks like you. It's oh. like Hitler's dream. Well, <laughs> it's all these a chin implant will do that to people. <laughs> gorgeous blondes. Like I think they cast people to to be there. Like you know they have the, they put their most gorgeous women on the front lines. You're there. Everyone's talking to you. Everybody's funny. And then there's you see some legitimate celebrities. And when you're 21, like you know someone that you've seen on TV twice, that's a you know that's a big deal. And then they gave me a tour, and it's like fucking Disneyland. I was like, dude, yes. yeah, I would love to live here. Yes, and everyone's so fucking happy. I have no credit. I have no money. You guys will give me a job. Mm -hmm. That's You'll what they told me too. Yeah. It's like everyone's had a lobotomy too. The person sweeping, smiling at me like this is the best job I've it's ever like had. Switzerland or some shit. It's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was like, I just feel like I can't afford this. <laughs> like, oh no, they there, started off really cheap. Yeah. You, I wish you would have actually committed a little is there more. there Groupon? It was, it was, it was, it was only 150 to start. But and the, to start ta taking the classes? To start taking the classes, mm -hmm. to get a workbook. Yeah. And then a I, workbook. I, it was legitimately yeah. a workbook. Yeah. And then when they brought me to the classroom, they said, you're not allowed to have water or food, or you can't even take a Tylenol 24 hours in advance. And I'm like, well, at this point I was like, I'm addicted to Adderall. So like, <laughs> that's deaf, not going to work. Yeah. The no food thing I got down. Yeah, I had an eating disorder. I was like, got it. Way ahead of you. Way ahead of you on that. <laughs> that freaked me out. That I'm like, I can't, I can't have alcohol the day before. Yeah, how you am can't... I going to focus on your cult if I don't I have my Adderall? Adderall? What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was out of there very quickly. But I also went to a acting class that I found out later was like a Scientology acting school. And it was so weird because every time we would like do a scene, they would try to convince you that you had some child trauma that you did some yes did they make you okay did they make you in this acting class why I, I didn't take an acting class but it, this goes with something that they showed me it was a video of a kid who ate a bad boiled egg and at the same time in that moment he saw a car accident and so every time he hears the sound mm -hmm. of like or, or take like of the car accident he thinks of a rotten boiled egg and that's technically what life is like and so you don't need medication you can trick yourself out of thing it just which it's 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 just it's just right enough to convince a stupid person yeah. or a vulnerable person because mm -hmm. that is a real thing it's called cathexis 
For real? That's real. Kipfexes? Is, 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 that, that sounds like something out of Minority Report. <laughs> I know. It does sound like a stars fake Tom word. Cruise. So this is... <laughs> and just what <laughs> happens when you go through a trauma because our brain... So if someone came in here right now with an axe and slammed through this window and started hacking at us, everything that we sense and feel and see would be in a basically a trauma folder. This... Um, uh, you guys can't see us, but there's a blue carpet and I'm looking at you and you're wearing a camel color sweater. And in five years, camel color sweaters, I have anxiety and I don't know why. That's cathexis. But their solution isn't correct. Cathexis. <laughs> cathexis. You have to do something um, called EMDR to undo something like that. Eye movement reprogramming and desensitization. Scientology is not the answer. Writing a check for our 200 grand a year isn't going to fix your cathexis trauma. Did you do MDAER but I, I, I did. Car? <laughs> I did, yes. I've done EMDR quite For a bit. What does that entail? It's um essentially like I feel like I just explained it poorly, but when something traumatic happens to you, your brain freezes, right? Your essentially your frontal lobe shuts down, but the information keeps coming in. So we process about 3 billion pieces of information a second, how you feel, what you smell, what you see, all of this stuff. So if something traumatic happens to you, your brain's going to freeze, but everything that you see, feel, hear, sense is going to still keep going into your hippocampus. It's going to be... How do you remember these words? <laughs> it's, your hippocampus? It's. I didn't let Scientology brainwash me. Um, <laughs> it's going to go into a trauma folder, right? So anytime anything reminds you of that trauma, your brain is going to go into high alert. Your amygdala is going to be activated. You're going to produce adrenaline and cortisol. So that's what our anxiety is, right? So they're on to something, but EMDR is is fantastic because essentially you go back to the memory and all the things that are filed under trauma, you're going to take out of the trauma folder. So I always had anxiety about Christmas trees and Christmas. Ew! Get out. <laughs> that is the thing that brings me most joy any time of year. Now it does. But I always like hated Christmas. I avoided Christmas. I would see a Christmas tree at the mall and I would just feel anxiety. Like the holidays gave me anxiety. Do you, do you know any of those people that just holidays give them anxiety? They always gave me anxiety. I did EMDR. I unpacked this memory and unpacked and unpacked and unpacked. And finally I realized, oh, there was a Christmas tree. It was at Christmas time. That's when if you come from a hectic childhood, the holidays sometimes can be the worst time of year. And basically realized, oh, these Christmas trees, holidays, holiday songs, presents, all of green and, and um, red combinations. This is all taking me back to when I was five and parents were getting divorced and screaming at each other. So I'm conflating this Christmas tree with this horrible, dangerous environment that I grew up in, and then you're able to unpack it, and now Christmas is my favorite time of year, and to, I had a Christmas tree that was like out of freaking Neiman Marcus this year. It's my favorite thing. Wait, so do you just unpack it via like therapy? Yeah, it's it's EMDR is the thing. I think therapy people kind of, I feel like it's a really Hollywood thing that that every, you know, it's, it's there's different kinds of therapy. I think EMDR sounds Hollywood, EMDR I'm be honest. sounds very... <laughs> It's a very elusive acronym that's impossible to get right. But that, to me, I would say is the most effective for trauma therapy because you're going back, you're actually changing the memory that your reptilian brain is conflating with a trauma. So a lot of times when people say they have anxiety, like I have anxiety, elevators give me anxiety. Maybe some shit happened to you in an elevator when you were five, you know? The, you know, I don't know. You look stressed. Did you, did, did you just say reptilian brain? Yeah. I thought my future mother-in-law, well, maybe she didn't come up with this, but <laughs> she is a sex and relationship therapist. Cool. And um, she was she did a little stint on Vanderpump Rules, the show that I'm on last year yeah. to try and help my friends, including myself, yeah. about acting out. And she is obsessed with the reptilian brain. It's the most she important. talks about it, yeah. writes about it. Yeah. I mean, that is, and I've never heard anyone else use that term. <laughs> I thought she was the only Jurassic Park therapist out there. <laughs> um, I There's like, I think words that are just, or uh, notions that are really important for anyone who wants to live a mindful, awake uh, life uh, with minimum amount of chaos. Monkey brain, reptilian brain, primordial brain, those are all synonymous, but essentially it's how we're wired to behave because I think we give ourselves way too much credit in terms of thinking we're able to behave super consciously. A lot of times we're not, and I just think there's a this huge conversation right now that's happening about mental health and mental wealth and mental wellness. Like right. There's a really, I think, a dearth of... Uh, neurology in that conversation and how we're actually wired to get dopamine. And so I love your mother-in-law. 
but for talking I, about actual science. I can't wait for her to listen to this fucking podcast. <laughs> now, can I ask you something? Yeah. Were you um, uh, in the reptilian brain mindset when you peed in front of your house? <laughs> Now, I don't know if people know about this, but I find this video very fun to watch. Uh, you were caught on your security footage. Correct. In a blazer. Always rolling, always rolling. In a we're blazer. always rolling in my house. Never Mind not you, on camera. I can't believe you were in a blazer. Yes. Okay? You said that you had taken, I think, NyQuil. Mm hmm And didn't remember walking outside mm -hmm. and peeing in your yard. First of all, I take NyQuil all the time. The only thing that could get me to do that would be like, I don't know, four ambience. Yeah, no. What I, NyQuil are you taking? I'm taking, I mean, it's not about which one. It's about how much you chug. <laughs> okay. First of all, hashtag not an ad. Um, hit our Venmo cash app, uh, NyQuil. Um, but yeah, I have coyotes. You live in LA. Mm -hmm. Do you have a coyote issue? I'm not yet. Not yet. No. So I live in the wilderness, like in the actual woods. Okay. And I have five coyotes that essentially have a coyote den right over my fence. Um, you can't really kill them. They're not killable. Why? Because the way coyotes are kind of brilliantly evolved, they... When you hear them yap every night, have you heard them yap at least before, like in Hollywood Hills houses? I'm sure you've had your fair share of Hollywood Hills parties. No, I am. I am not a partier, but I'm moving into the Hollywood Hills this month. Okay, so you're going to hear it. I just bought my first home. Good for you. Thank for you. For real. Congratulations. Thank you. That's a big deal. So I'm still in West Hollywood, so I have yet to um, hear the coyote yap. Okay, but so you're going to hear howling and everybody thinks, oh my God, they're killing something. They're killing something. What they're actually doing is something called roll call, which is they're um, calling roll. Ted, Ted, <laughs> Mary. <laughs> I love that you would name your coyotes Ted and Mary. Um, and the based on how many howls they hear, the mother will produce, uh, become more or less fertile, and produce more or less pups to control the population. So if you kill coyotes, less are going to yap, and then the coyotes are just going to get more fertile. So they're just impossible to kill, you know. And I wouldn't want to kill them anyway. I try to really coexist. Uh, with them out in the woods, and but that's LA of you too. So uh, that's like Topanga, of me. <laughs> like Topanga for those of you that don't know. That's just that's hard. I'm like full Albuquerque at this point, <laughs> and so um, I was trying to figure out a way to get them to stay away from where my dogs are. So I had heard that if you pee, this is also not true. Now it's been debunked after like a bunch of animal psychologists saw my video of me peeing in my yard. I'm like, stop doing that. Um, it doesn't deter coyotes, but I thought that peeing in my yard would help deter coyotes. Took a bunch of NyQuil one night, came home from doing stand-up in my blazer that I got on Etsy and did a full businesswoman piss in my yard. My ring camera caught it um, and I posted it. Listen, anything for your pups. I thought you say anything for some likes, but yes, that too. That too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the pups, yeah, that too, that too. The likes pay the pups bills, so yes. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I always forget that I have a surveillance camera up, and sometimes I'll just go through and just see what I'm doing on NyQuil, and it's pretty shocking. That's fantastic. Yeah. Y'all, I have just recently discovered my new after-dinner drink. Okay. I take my alcohol very seriously. So when Screwball sent me over their peanut butter whiskey, at first I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. And now that is what I have after dinner every single night. Bo's obsessed with it too. And this is the thing. You can drink it in so many different ways. Like you can have it neat. You can have it over ice. If you're an alcoholic, you can put it in your coffee or you can put it on like a big scoop of vanilla bean ice cream. I'm telling you, I didn't think that peanut butter whiskey was is going to be a thing. And I was so pleasantly surprised. It is now part of my diet, which I should probably think about because that's, but you know, whatever. I can't help what I like. Okay. Screwball, the original and most awarded peanut butter whiskey is now available nearly everywhere. And it's at 70 proof. Okay. Screwball peanut butter whiskey is the perfect shot or the perfect addition to your favorite cocktail. Pick it up at your local store or ask for it at your favorite bar or restaurant. Ready 
to hashtag get screwed. Go to screwballwhiskey.com for more info. Enjoy responsibly. Advertisement by Screwball Spirits, LLC, San Marcos, California. Whiskey with natural flavors and caramel color. 35% alcohol by volume. You know what? You are eerily intelligent like it's it's kind of intimidating oh man um for real like yeah. i i have been so excited to have you on this podcast because i i don't want to okay when i say that your career if i wasn't as like i'm not a stand-up comedian i didn't i'm that's that's not me but when i look at people who i'm like i would really love their their lives you're somebody who i i look to the fact that you've created so much and and just done so much and it's just there are not a lot of women out there that are doing what you're doing oh wow you know that's so it's, kind besides your juices it always it always feels but, so wild when someone compliments me on my career and thank you i'm going to receive that i'm not going to argue with you oh god um i'm the best <laughs> um no but it's just for every sort of success i think that most people see every ostensible success there's such a sort of <laughs> graveyard of failures that nobody knows about. So I'm always so shocked. But then I just go, yeah, that's for every, you know, five swings, you get one hit. And that's math I can get behind. What are you working on right now? What do you feel like you haven't done that you want to do? Don't actually, don't even tell me what you're working on just yet. <laughs> like, what do you, is there something that you're just like, you know what? I'm not there yet because I haven't done this. You know, I, I, that's so interesting. I, um, the problem is with being a comedian, it's just, it's impossible. There's no goalposts. You guys torture yourselves. Correct. I, I will say that. You play 5,000 seater, you want to play 10,000 seater. You play 10,000, you want to play Madison Square Garden. You play Madison Square Garden, you want to play stadiums. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of, um, I think a treadmill, which is part of why masochists are attracted to it. It's no matter how much adulation you get, you're only focused on what you're not getting. You yeah. know, we're, we're recreating our childhood circumstances, I would imagine, of uh, just a incessant need for approval from parents that are not capable of giving Hashtag it. Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so I think that as a comedian, it's, you know, it's kind of my goal ultimately to, you know, and also I think put work out that appeals to everybody. You know, I think um, I'm so grateful that I get to, I talk to certain groups of men, certain groups of women. I, there's always more demographics you want to connect to, you know? So now there's this whole new generation of people that I want to reach, you know? And, uh, and so it never really ends, you know? Um, yeah. if that makes any sense. And then I'm also, I'm doing a podcast. Um, well, I know that, I mean, that's exciting. Congratulations for starting that. I you probably get... have a million more downloads than I have. And you just I'm here, started. aren't I? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I'm it's cause here. of queen bees. It's I, cause of queen bees. <laughs> I put you in my calendar three times so far. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I want to get better at it. You are already, you know, so good at it. I, it's not a skill that comes naturally to me. Um, I wouldn't say I'm that good at it. I've just been doing it for a long time. So people are just, I've, I've brainwashed them into thinking this is good <laughs> shit. But you are, I must say, I think from what I understand about podcasts, it's really just about authenticity and it's really about just showing up with your whole self and not pretending you're someone you're not and just being able to have an authentic conversation and not overthink it. Does, am I making sense? That's, I mean, that's what I think. And even if it gets you in trouble, but I, I feel like I'm, I'm watching so many people start podcasts right now. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are, I do theirs like as a guest and it's so edited. It's like, okay, we're going to have to cut that out. Or like, okay, stop. Now let's do this. Like, stop. And then they're like, go back. And it takes a few months or like a month for that podcast episode to come out. And I'm like, what? Like, just record, put it out there, let people connect or mm -hmm. not connect to it. Yeah. Because if everything is so overproduced, yeah. then what anyone could do a podcast. And what's the point of doing and a what's podcast? what's the point? If like, you're really like trying to connect. People just want to hang out with you. And I think in the podcast medium, I think, you know, I come from a business, I mean, TV, where executives, I can't tell you how many times I hear that um, they, I think, greatly underestimate how smart people are. 
in uh, our listeners and they're like, well, are people in middle America going to get that? Well, are people really going to get that? It's a bunch of people that feel like they're so much smarter Mm -hmm. than their customer. And I think podcast is the first time where the people that are doing it are giving their audiences the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. And you're not trying to pull one over on them. You're not trying to manipulate them. And I've noticed that on podcasts in the beginning, I did cut some stuff out because I was like, oh, this is redundant. I already said that on the last one. And people be like, why are you editing it? Yeah. And I'm like, how did you even know, know that? Like, I thought I was pulling one over on them. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, podcast is such an interesting place right now because it's not about perfection. Uh, it's just about authenticity. And I think that's what I think people are sick of being lied to. They're sick of being manipulated. They're sick of um, kind of being hoodwinked. And they just want to really participate in a conversation in what um like a wiretap essentially yeah it's like you're a yeah a wiretap or a fucking fly on the wall and like, like you just you're said there. they like you or you don't or they don't yeah. no amount of editing is going to make someone like you more yeah you are who you are and they're either in or they're out yeah don't try to manipulate someone into buying what you're selling if they don't want it uncut yeah you know what no, i mean ab- absolutely and i think like what you say about authenticity is that is now, I think that's the 2020 thing. Yeah. And I know that on one of your podcasts, you were talking about, um, you're a little bit on Instagram about like um, whether to mute people or not, or like why <laughs> you would want to mute people. Right. And that also kind of goes into the whole authenticity thing. Cause there's this whole new thing on social media where yeah. it's like, and I'm guilty of it a little bit too. Cause it's, it's like, okay, well, like, we're so done seeing all this fake shit on yeah. Instagram. Let me put out some real shit. Yeah. But even the real shit isn't still technically I fucking know. that real. I so know. when I sit there and I'm like, yeah. you know what? No, I'm I'm doing this unedited thing and this is who I am. I'm like, I'm still taking the time to take a fucking photo, yeah. upload it, caption that shit, yeah. maybe tag someone, maybe the shirt I'm wearing. Yeah. It's still... Not like what really fucking is authentic? Yeah. Are we ever gonna like really get into a social media era that is authentic? I like it. You got like stoner brain. I'm into this. Yeah, it is really like <laughs> you know nine levels of of the matrix when you get into that. But yeah, I mean as authentic as you can be with filters and <laughs> pre-planned captions. Yes, like, we're all trying to be liked. Yeah. We all want to be liked. And I think that it's you know I think that look. But here's what I'll say. I think if you're authenticity is, you know, doing what your fans sort of are into an authentic way for your business. And that's your authenticity. Great. You know what I mean? You'll, Mm -hmm. I think to me, the key to authenticity is what you said, which is like people are in or they're out, you know, like if, if what you do is hustling and taking 10 pictures to get it right and putting on a filter and that's your version of authenticity. Fine. I think, you know, my thing is just to not necessarily like just let my authentic self be what that is and and not feel dirty. I, I know I've been authentic if I can post it and not be like, ugh, yeah. who's that person? Even if there's a filter, if there's a hashtag, or if I change the caption to make it funnier, like that's yeah. that's authentic, you know? Yes, and it a- is. I love when people go back and change their caption. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit. I just thought I of see, a better one. They overthought, they were like, you know what? Yeah, they, you know they cared. They put that up there and then they like went and took a shit and they were like, oh my God, Because my, my authentic self is to overthink things. So yeah. to pretend like I don't care, that would be fake. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, Benton, who used to be my assistant, who I do the show with, like, you know, someone had written in and, and been like, I just want the authentic version of Whitney. Like, I don't want her cutting anything. And he was like, that is the authentic version of Whitney. Yeah. <laughs> she overthinks things. She cuts them. She changes her mind 10 times. Like, you know, that's. Yes. Okay. That makes so much sense. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's funny. I was arguing with someone about authenticity the other day about, you know, can you be authentic at work? And I'm very pro-authenticity, but I also don't think at work you know, you're allowed to go, well, this is my authentic self. And sometimes I'm just a mess. It's like, no, you can't do that at work. You yeah. also have to be inauthentic sometimes so you can get that promotion. Well, there are re- there's a reason that there are rules yeah. places because otherwise shit would be chaos. Yeah, that's correct. You know what I mean? That's right. Think of a fucking airplane. Yes, yeah. You know what I mean? Every, I don't want to see rules. anyone's authentic self on an airplane. Yeah, it's like there are rules for a fucking reason. That's right. So that the whole world doesn't go to shit, complete shit. But I do think there's a little bit of an unfair uh, – 
promise to this next generation of like, just be your authentic self. Like, yeah. no, no, not all the time. Don't always, sometimes you have to pretend yeah. and sometimes at work you have to lie and you have to pretend you're fine when you're not and you have to go cry in the bathroom and not let your boss fucking see it mm-hmm. and you have to pull it together and you have to say thank you even when you're not grateful yeah. and you have to do a lot of inauthentic shit to get what you want. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Don't do it in your per- – if you're being inauthentic with the person you're dating and you feel like you're pretending and acting and performing, that's no good. You should be able to be authentic in your off time. But when you're on the clock, one of the keys to successes is to be inauthentic yes, to get what you want. Yes, it's not a free-for-all. This isn't the Google headquarters where there are like <laughs> rides in the office or something or fucking that whatever shit. You want yeah. wine? Sure. Yeah. No. Go find a job at Google, actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure of, you could probably be your authentic self. I just if think you there are a lot of Google. millionaires out there being like, just be authentic. And it's just like, well, you can be authentic because you have a trust fund. But yeah, that's true. Some people have real yes. jobs. Yes. You know, and so I always, so when authenticity comes up and anxiety, I feel like I always have a different take than most people. Okay. What do you have? What is your take on anxiety? It's not that bad. Thank you. Okay. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say something. Um, I've done Vanderpump Rules now for eight years. Speaking of anxiety. I've done a, I've done a few, a couple of reality shows before that. So have you. How dare you. And. Did that even air, by the way? Can we find it? Yes, it did. It 100% aired 12 years ago. I think we should find it. Um, no, thank you. (laughs) But I really loathe. When someone pulls the anxiety card on a reality show as a storyline. And it's not just Vanderpump Rules. I will yeah. say a lot of the, my cast members, my friends have done this. And I'm like, this is unfair because every fucking person in this room suffers from some level of anxiety. Who you have are, three cameras on you. Who are you, you should be anxious. But everyone in this room, who is to say... That anyone's anxiety – who is who are you to judge yeah. that you get to pull the anxiety card because huh. you think that your anxiety is way higher than anyone else huh. right now? Yeah. That is what bothers me about people talking about anxiety. It's like we all feel it and yeah. no one's ever going to be able to measure who has the worst case of it. That's right. And uh, look – Anxiety disorder, that's a real thing. 100%. If you have real anxiety disorder, you're probably not even able to have a conversation about it. And you're, I have family members that have real anxiety disorder, can't get out of bed. That's real. But if you're just running around being like, I have anxiety, it's like, well, the world's on fire. That sounds right. Mm -hmm. We all should probably, you know, anxiety, that's fair. You should have it. You're on a reality show for money and you have five cameras on you and stressful, like, that's a healthy, normal emotion. If you didn't have anxiety, that would actually be more concerning. And I think right now, um, you know, anxiety, it drives us. I, I actually think people should have more anxiety. Half the people I meet, I'm like, I feel like you should be a little more anxious about the way you're behaving and your <laughs> reputation in the world because you're making a fool out of yourself. I'd like to see a little more anxiety about the way you present yourself and, and behave, you know? Like, I'm like, you just posted nine photos in the same outfit. It, I would like for you to have a little more anxiety. And- <laughs> About how you're perceived. How, like, why do you have anxiety about all the wrong things? At least put it into something that's make people like you more. <laughs> it's like in the kind of person that's going on and on about anxiety, like, I have news for you. You don't have anxiety. You just bored you're, me for 40 minutes. You're just, yes. You have no anxiety about it whatsoever. I, I really, this, 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 this strikes a nerve. When I go I, to I, these I, things and I see people spend 40 minutes lecturing me about how much, how socially awkward they are, I'm like, Wait, you're not. Uh, you're not socially awkward. I have this shit written down actually because <laughs> I know that you were talking about this and people just trying to be very woke on Instagram and the things that they talk about and trying to be authentic and be like, you know what? I've been posting all these photos of my outfits and like my beauty routine, but today I feel like being honest. And there's like literally a fucking novel, yeah, um, or a soliloquy. I swear yeah. to God, they could act that shit out on stage. Yeah. This monologue that they yeah. fucking wrote down. Not that, buying a ticket. And it's all about whatever ailment they have anxiety or socially awkward Mm -hmm. or something like that yes there's so much of this shit but also at the same time you have anxiety because you just had to spell check a nine paragraph caption (laughs) cut them cut them down you'll have less i can give you i can tell you how to solve this problem right now yeah but i feel like even though i haven't done this i'm like am i guilty of this do you I think you're think kind so. of guilty i have I we might done be. something like that i'm sure i have now i mean I'm- i wrote a book about, i mean i wrote a book about it about my i'm literally looking at your instagram right now seeing if we're oh no 
No, you. I'm so scared. I think you keep it simple. Like, honestly, if you have a personality disorder or you're overcoming something publicly, like, that's great. But don't take the microphone from people that really have the thing. If you just wake up yeah. one day and you're tired and you want to talk about your fake Lyme disease, like, you're muted. <laughs> Do you know, I think it's just oh if you're doing it for attention, like, just I want to see a doctor's note. If you have depression, yeah. if you have anxiety, I want to see a doctor's note. Post that doctor's note. I want to see that RX for yeah. Wellbutrin. Otherwise, I, I just... It better be a swipe photo. I better see the little dots. It's okay the to be shallow. It's the okay, and it's also, it's okay to be a fine. Yeah. Like, why can't... It, that, to me, is like a radical take at this point to be like, yep, I'm, I'm doing well today. Yes. And I think that everyone's so <laughs> desperate to be a victim somehow. They're like, oh my God, I don't have a mental health problem, so I just got to make one up. Whitney, that's my next um, Instagram caption. <laughs> I'm doing well today. Thank you. Why isn't anyone doing using that? Because all your followers are not rich. And they're watching all these rich people complain about how hard their lives are. And they're just like, dude, I work at Walmart. Fuck you. Why can't you just like give me the escape I signed up for? Yeah. You know? What is something you wouldn't do on social media? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> that's such a funny question. Is there anything you wouldn't do? Um, I don't really share a lot of my personal personal life. I don't have any fa- – I don't put my family on social media because um, they, like, sue me and stuff. Um, oh. What would I not do on social <laughs> media? That's a really good question. I don't – I don't know. What do you? What, I'm not give sure. Give me an either. example. Is there I, like I, a boundary? I'm no. I mean, I I'm not sure what I would say either. I was just interested in in hearing what you. Here's the problem. Say. I'm a comic, dude. I'm a comic, and like we. I don't. Yeah, no. Don't, I don't like being corny. I don't mean uh, okay. Okay, corny. Okay. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't like to. You know, I don't really. I'm trying to think on. Well, the main feed. Would you is, do what are we a talking? Fit, are we talking do, main feed? Are we main, talking okay. stories? Would you do a fit tea story ad? Yes. Really? How much money? How? What are we talking? Oh God! Really? Have you had fit tea? It really makes you shit your pants. I wouldn't drink it. I would just cash the check. Okay. See. Oh, God, I, f- I can't do it. You can't do a fit tea? No I'll offense take it. to fit hey, tea. Hey, fit tea, call I can't do me. It. I'll post it. I can't yes, do please, it. please, I'll do it. I can't do it. Shit for one day? Sure. No, I can't. I I've can't. been to Guatemala. I've been there. I've done that. Um, I'll do that again. And you know what's funny is that I... I'm, you over here passing on fit tea? I, I should be a fit You just tea. bought a house in the hills and you're passing on fit tea? <laughs> I do you know what property taxes are in California? Don't even get fit me. Fit tea, circle back. I'm she'll, having she'll anxiety right now. She'll say yes right in now. six months. Don't worry. She'll say yes. Just keep asking. Huh. You wait. You wait till that mold comes for you, in the hills. <laughs> you wait till your foundation. I want to pull the anxiety card now. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't like. I mean, I definitely pass on a lot of like ad stuff. But you're over here giving me the hardest fucking time about <laughs> passing on fit tea. And you're like, I pass on other ones, but fit tea golden. But it's only if it's something that's like I pass on. Uh, cosmetics that aren't cruelty free okay and like i had to pass on like vape stuff because that feels like it was like right not great for a minute right you know it's more stuff like that okay would you i love this game do you do would you do a belfie do you know what that is who? A belfie. Do you know what a belfie is? No. It's a butt selfie. You know when people go in the mirror oh. and it's like their asses, but in the thong, and so it's like. So do people think? Do they know it's a butt? Yeah, it's like you're their whole body, but it's like you know instead of taking a photo of your face, it's a body shot of your ass. Yeah, Sh- sure. T- for the main feed, do I get paid? Either one. You don't get paid. Uh, my, bu- you know my, what? My, my ass is too flat. Cir- no one wants I to was see that. Say circle back in three months. I didn't work out for like eight months and I'm back, I feel like in like four months I'd do it. And I also, it'd have to be funny somehow. Okay. I feel like I can't really try to be sexy. I'll get my, I'll get clowned on. I, I feel the same way. You know I, I mean? feel I feel weird when I try to be sexy. Yeah. And let me yeah, ask yeah. you though, but would you say this is maybe a weird question. Would you say your following is more female or, because I oh, think I it's know more that. female. Yeah. I'm like 92% female. <laughs> do you ever feel like, that's like my, just me. Um, do you feel like you think about that when you post? Are you like, I don't want women to think I'm trying too hard or I don't want them to think I'm trying to be sexy? Do you ever no, think about that? I've, I've always been 
a, a girly girl. Like yeah. I've not been, I have, I've never been someone that's like, I have a lot of guy friends. Yeah. That's, I'm a guy's girl. I just eat wings. It's never, that's never been me. Yeah. So I've never overthought that. Even I if like I that. do take I a, like that. Cause I've posted some photos when I'm like, I look sexy. Like here are my boobs and my cleavage. Yeah. And I think I look hot and I'll still post that shit. And it doesn't make me feel like, Oh, girls won't like this. It's like, yeah, I, I feel like we're all a team. I think kind that we of. grossly overestimate how catty women are. <laughs> I, no, I think so too. Do you know what I mean? I think so too. I think most women are like, go for it. Yeah. You look gorgeous. Like, I think that maybe just being in this business, we're like, oh no, she's going to think I'm trying to steal her man. They're like, no, I'm fine. Yeah. You, you being beautiful is not a threat to me. Yeah. <laughs> like most women are more secure than we give them credit for. But I was just curious. Uh, yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Okay, well, would you? Okay, <laughs> I love. I'm just theme. thinking of these scenarios. Can I ask you a question about your body? Do you work out? Oh God, <laughs> no! Right now, I'm trying to do intermittent fasting. Okay, I really loathe working out. Okay, I do it. I get on kicks every now and then. Got it. Got it. I am not someone that enjoys any part of it. Got it. I am part. I actually, I, I take that back. I enjoy the part when I get home, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I did that for myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just try and find ways Copy to maintain. That. Okay. That don't involve moving. Got it. Got it. Got it. I like that. Okay, I've talked for so long about how I try at least to have more natural organic things in my life, whether it's beauty products or cleaning supplies or food or, you know, anything, I feel like we should all be trying to get the healthiest version of what we can. I mean, think about what our family, like our parents used to clean our homes with when we were kids, with all of those harmful chemicals and all of that that's been linked to so many different diseases and respiratory problems. I mean, this is a new age and we don't have to clean with harmful stuff, especially with Grove Collaborative. So Grove Collaborative is the online marketplace that delivers all natural home beauty and personal care products directly to you. So, you know, if you're like going like in the store and you're like, I don't know, like, is this green? Is this good for me? Everything at Grove Collaborative is great for you and has been carefully sourced so that you are seeing the best products possible and they're being delivered right to your door. And for a limited time, when my listeners go to grove.co slash Stassi, you will get a free five-piece cleaning set from Mrs. Myers and Grove, a $30 value. Go to grove.co slash Stassi to get this exclusive cleaning offer. Grove.co slash Stassi. I love Mrs. Meyer. That's what I use. Would you, mm -hmm. if you went through a breakup, mm -hmm. decide to Instagram story yourself crying, talking about it? Nope. I did. <laughs> I, I look back on those times and I'm so embarrassed. I think that's why people connect to you, though. It, it was so embarrassing. I think, honestly. So much Xanax was coursing through my veins. Xanax to, and wine. You need to actually TBT, repost it. I think. No! I think. People <laughs> look at you and they go, oh my gosh, this could ha this happens to her too. And I think that people are sick of celebrities having perfect lives. I think that that's probably why a lot of people feel very intimately connected to you. It's smart. It works. It was like... I produced my own reality show without getting paid. Do you know how annoying that is that I did but that shit for free? You. I bet it helped you. Did you look at your analytics from that that week? I was too fucked up on Xanax and alcohol to mm -hmm. really know the difference. Yeah. Um, but it was cathartic. Isn't I will whole, say that. Isn't the whole point of Xanax is you don't cry? <laughs> well, you need to get some, we need to get you a new Xanax. Oh, I could cry. Th no, there's no when drug was that? that, this was three years ago, uh -huh. three, three and a half, I think. Yeah. 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 So that was in a story. Lots of them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Over, a, I documented it for a for a while. But I feel like I mean for a while we have such an over uh, we th oh, God we have such like an over um, I don't know, inflated sense of like the people that are following you want to see that the people that don't follow you never saw it. Do you know what I mean? Honestly, the people that saw it liked it. The people that I think you're wrong. <laughs> 
I think that Hot people, take. I think that people who didn't follow me all of a sudden got a text from their friend that was like, yo, this bitch on Instagram is going fucking crazy and it is a train wreck. You need to follow her. <laughs> That's I think. I don't believe in crazy anymore. I think crazy is the new interesting. Wait. I, and as long as people are talking about you, it doesn't fucking matter why for the most part. Okay. Right? Um, do we feel that way about Octomom? Mom? <laughs> She's paying bills, isn't she? Okay, the cat what was lady. Her, uh, who's that? The cat surgery face? Yeah. Well, I don't, that, I, I, I'd have to see that bank account. <laughs> but <laughs> you're not in the same league as those people. I mean, that's, that, that's just, uh, those are cries for help. That's different. Kate from John and Kate plus eight. I don't even know <laughs> these shows. I don't, yes, it seems like she has a good colorist now. One of the cast members from Love After Lockup. What's that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Okay. Have you ever heard of 90 Day Fiance? Yes, I've heard of that. Yeah. So you've never seen it? Yeah, no. Okay. Can I just do you a favor and introduce it? Just yes. skip 90 Day Fiance. Go okay. straight to Love After Lockup. It's people yeah. in prison who form romantic yeah, relationships. Yeah, yeah, I like this. And then they cover it as they get out of prison and move on into everyday life, into society. I do it the other and way. It's fucking. I would go, I'm going to meet you. Now you go to jail. So I always know where you are. So interesting you say that. That is my theory on why these people start 100%. dating people yes. in prison. Okay, so I thought that I was like super intelligent for having that theory. And you're like, dude, I'm way ahead of you. I was there before you even said love after lockup. He's with a bunch of dudes. I feel good about this. You know, he can't make any phone calls. Yeah. Yeah. I get fascinated by that. Like I just was um, watching that show Mindhunter about the serial killers. Oh, I love that show. I love that show. I it it You're a little late. But. Yeah, very late. Yeah. No, I don't like watching uh I, I'm too addicty. Like I don't like watching good shows because it just it stops being fun and it becomes an obligation because I can't turn it off. Uh -huh. Like I have to watch eight episodes in a row. Most of us are like that. We most of us nowadays like to binge watch. Binge shows. I just yeah. but I don't feel in control of myself and I'm like canceling shit. Like it's just really like I don't like not being able to just watch one episode of television. It's frustrating. And like I won't pee. Like I, I just it's mm -hmm. it's really yeah. Like, yeah. very um uh addicty. Oh and I was thinking about because there was the Manson guy was on it and mm -hmm. like he had all those wives and I got really into the Ted Bundy tapes and into I'm just like very into women falling in love with serial killers in jail right now. That is super basic of you. And That's your mother-in-law would love that our reptilian brain are attracted to alpha males that have killed people. So it's like a very primordial attraction. What documentary did you see that on? <laughs> That's just like- Is a, that that cat documentary? Just, no, I won't. I won't. <laughs> I shan't. Um, but no, that is, I mean, our, we're, we're, look, this is the- We're programmed to be attracted to serial killers. Yes. Hundred percent. We're programmed to be attracted, especially if you're not on birth control. You're pro you're so full of shit. Are you serious? If you're programmed to be attracted to men that can protect your tribe, yes. You know that's why we like guys with tattoos and motorcycles and bad boys. My fiance looks like Ted Bundy, and people always make side by side photo you. collages of them. Good job. He also has a lot of tattoos. Wait, see, <laughs> and I'm the one full of shit. <laughs> It is fascinating, though, because when you are on birth control, the way you smell pheromones is different. So you do have to make sure before you commit to someone for life that you date them when you're not on birth control for a while. All right. I've not been on birth control. Really? For a very long time. Really? Yeah. So this whole relationship, I'm good. Okay, good. You're good. But should I experience him while on birth control? No, that'll happen when you're pregnant. You'll be fine. So I, am I just going to be disgusted by him? It usually goes the other way around. When you're on birth control... You are really into the guy, and then you go off, and then women are disgusted by their partners. They smell differently. What yeah. happens when you get pregnant? When you get pregnant, it's basically the same as being on birth control. Oh, so you're control, more into the dude. Birth control, if they're very alpha. So so birth control, I did something in my last special about this, my HBO special, about how um, when you're on birth control, it basically tricks your body into thinking you're pregnant. Right. So you start being attracted to more of an alpha man that can protect your offspring, right? And then when you're not on birth control, you're attracted to men that are less alpha and risk-taking. Okay. Because you're not pregnant. Yeah. Bo is a Pisces, ask though. Your, ask your stepmom about sensitive. You gotta have her on the show. Yeah. Pisces? Oh, God. Super sensitive. <laughs> okay. I don't know that he's, no, he's not an alpha. So my non-birth controlled body. Here's what I'll say about alpha, though. Fascinating. Alpha's not really alpha. So alpha, the alpha in a wolf pack sleeps all day. <laughs> 
So alpha is like, doesn't necessarily mean. So he just delegates. He writes the to-do list in the morning. The in the wolf, And he just goes back to bed. And the omegas and the betas do a bunch of shit for them. So the alphas are usually the most quiet, <laughs> chill, you know what I mean? Inherently powerful. That's alpha. People think alpha is like loud and aggressive. Alpha is the quietest person in the room. That's phenomenal <laughs> yeah Will we take can you take that note down i need i need to use that for something else i need i just need to remember that we use the word alpha wrong sometimes kind of like when we use the words extroverted and introverted wrong incorrectly i used to think mm-hmm. that i was very extroverted because i'm you know i you know i like to talk to people yeah. and, and all of that and socialize but that also could just be you doing your job i realize that And now, as I've, like, over the last six years, I've realized that, like, being alone Uh and having time to decompress and be by myself or watch a television show Mm -hmm. and not leaving my house is actually what like feeds me and what my my body craves yeah and then I realize I'm like I'm actually not extroverted it's just something that I do but it's if I had a choice I would 100% rather never really leave my house and Mm -hmm. just be with my dogs or my fiance or have friends come over and that's fine but like I really like alone time is Mm -hmm. so important to me and so I think that people confuse extroversion and introversion in Mm -hmm. that way too. I think you're right. I think you're exactly right because you told me I should agree. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) I'm kidding. No, (laughs) you're right. I mean, I think that when I, when I, because I spent a lot of time trying to figure out what I was, I think people conflate you know, extroversion with confidence, just because you're confident doesn't mean you're an extrovert. Okay. I haven't thought about that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And also the, the, the literal definition is actually what you derive energy from. So I know people that are truly energized by socializing. Oh yeah. My friend Dory, she like, I mean, she'll hike with someone before work, meet someone for lunch, go to drinks and then a dinner. She's doing art walks and wine tastings. Like that to me, you could not pay me enough. Not enough money in the world. It it feels like work. So for me, socializing feels like work. It depletes me. It doesn't energize me. But for a lot of people, socializing actually energizes them. Yeah. And, you know, being alone depletes them. You know, I'm just, I'm like you. The amount of alone time I need to socialize for 20 minutes is wild. Do you think it's because our jobs entail socialize? Like that's what it is. It's it's constantly being on and constantly talking and listening and paying attention mm-hmm. and it's just it's not yeah. that it's a performance all yeah. the time. It's just you ha- you're you're hyper aware because mm-hmm. you can't just like sit back and relax when you're doing what you do. You just can't. I think that the type of jobs we chose and the careers we're in, we just, we are, we vibrated a very high frequency just because so much energy is coming at us all the time, whether it's through Instagram, whether it's through podcasting, whether it's through, and also now just this constant sort of vacillating and, uh, of should I post this? Should I not post this? You know, we now have this like background noise going on constantly of like perseverating of like, should we post this? Should I stream this? You know, like I don't have very good digital hygiene if I'm going to be honest. And they're like today, the fuck, this is so ridiculous. I have like in my garage, I have a little like gym set up and I walked in and there was a bird in, in, in my garage. Right. And normally I was like, okay, I'll get a towel and grab the bird and whatever. And I'm like looking for my phone and I'm like trying to film the bird. Oh, totes. And it's been just in the like, I'm like tagging yeah. a bird. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> and I'm like, where's the bird? I'm like, just get the bird. No one needs to see this. This isn't a moment. This, you're not going to get it. Like I'm trying to film it and catch it. And it was just like, a very simple moment that is already a little bit of an inconvenience then turns into we got to roll on it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that because, you know, we're constantly broadcasting ourselves and putting us out, it's just a constant like everything takes a lot more energy than it used to. I'm at Rite Aid picking up a prescription and I'm like, yo, what up, Johnson and jo-? I mean, I'm like doing bits in the prescription aisle and yes I, and i'm every like, every moment is an opportunity for fucking correct. content I and mean, then i'm tweeting and then and this is this a tweet is this a like is it a facebook post oh, is geez. it a story a what? wait hold on <laughs> a what <laughs> post? i'm sorry <laughs> Okay. Easy. Really- <laughs> Should I put this on Friendster? Like what? What's up with your demo? 
Okay, my agents have been on me to learn how to do Facebook. So now it's in my head that I need to learn how to work Facebook. Yeah, go give all your data to Russia. Great idea. Wait, the fuck? Why? Is this not something that I need to learn? No, I mean, Facebook is... You'll have like, a f- it's a very important tool it that is. you are not utilizing. It's true. It's no, they're right. You should have a fan page. I do. Okay. I have both. I have like my private one. But your Instagram goes to your Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's too much. It's a lot. And now TikTok. Yeah. Are you fucking no. kidding me that nope. there's a new thing? You got to know when to call it. You got to know. You're going to be on TikTok in three weeks. Uh, can we choreograph a dance um, today? That's the only reason I'm here. No, <laughs> I did a couple. I did three TikToks so far. I, oh, so you are on TikTok. I don't know. Uh, really unclear okay i'm all, i wouldn't say i'm on it i've been on it i have not invested a lot of time or energy into it mm-hmm. i did one because i was working on something with kesha and she has a song called tiktok so i was like if i'm gonna do my first video it's gonna be her singing tiktok yeah, i'd say so on yeah. tiktok so I'd i just so. did that mm-hmm. and then that was it but i think i'm a big fan of grace and i'm a big fan of um knowing when something's not for you Okay. And I don't know if TikTok is necessarily something I'm until I have something that's like a banger, I don't want to just like try to be like young for the sake of it. I can't do it either. You know what I mean? And I'm sorry, I, I can't with the choreographed dances anymore. Do, I did that when I was fourteen too. Mm-hmm. I I just I, I can't do it. You know what I mean? And if you have all day after school to choreograph a dance, great, but like mommy's got bills to pay mm-hmm. and me choreographing a dance might just it might come off ridiculous. And I I, I think it's important that when you when you you see yourself the way you see others, so you know sometimes you'll see someone and go like, oh, so lame that they're doing that. I then when I'm about to post something, I go, what if so and so did this? Would I roll my eyes? And that's how I decide whether I'm going to do it or not. Oh, who do you think of? I can't tell you. Yeah, I know you can't. <laughs> Shit. Um, but like, think of hmm. someone that to you in your career is like a quantumist, you know, or someone that you admire. Right. And it's the same thing with jokes. I go, if Dave Chappelle did this joke, would I go? Hmm, that's not peak Chappelle, or would I go? That's funny. And then if if I think a right. comedian I admire would say it, then I'll do it. Okay, it's like a little shortcut, right? Like someone you look up to on social. If you're like, would I think it was corny if that person did this? Then maybe I should. Okay, do it. let's see. It's like who? Oh God, I really am so basic. Chrissy Teigen. That's a. What do you mean? Because I mean, everyone Check loves Chrissy Teigen. Every box, nailing it's, it. It's like everything she does. Yep. Uh, you know what? Now from here on out, I will only post things I feel like Chrissy Teigen would post. Like I, that's a great. <laughs> that's a great template. That's a great way to look at it. You know? Yeah. I'm trying to think like because she'll do things in a really self-effacing. Yeah. Even when way. she posts, let's say a hot photo of herself. Yeah. It's not. It's. She does it her way. It, it, it's she's her, always wearing, her, yeah, like a. It's not, and even her, her caption something. isn't isn't so long that like it's like okay, I'm overworking this because I can't believe I'm talking this much about a fucking Instagram photo. That's Why? insane. Why not? Like really? We're really we're. This is 2020. I think people care. As in the year. Here's the my show. thing. I think I'm finally at a point where I've stopped judging the things that people have voted yes to because I used to be like mm, I'm not doing that I did it with Twitter I did it with Instagram I did it with Facebook I did, I was like nah that's not gonna I literally remember the day I went into an office and someone was showing me Twitter and I was like that's yeah right like who would give a fuck oh my god how many years ago was that when it started <laughs> I was in a general meeting I'll never I'll never forget it. I was in a general meeting with a guy and he was like, I just got on this app and I, and I tell people what I had for breakfast and what I, when I land in a city, I'm like, just got to New York. And I'm like, you're a fucking dork, dude. <laughs> and I now get all my news from it. You know, so I've now just tried to take contrary action and go stop putting your defenses up just because you don't want to be rejected or you don't want to get it wrong or don't want to be embarrassed to put yourself out there. Because I was three years late to Instagram. I was like, nope, not – billion subscribers and i'm like mm, that's not gonna stick like <laughs> i just create this narrative that something's corny right like tiktok so, so that mm-hmm. it's probably yeah. happening right now right so that i am in control of being rejected you know what i mean i'm yeah. like i'd rather just sit on the bench and not play than go out there and fail yeah so i think it happened with podcasts for a long time it happened with instagram and it happened with twitter where i was like you know what? i'm just gonna not play so that you can't say i was bad at it yeah 
that's a big part of my like petulant like wise words by Whitney. But I think a lot of times <laughs> we want to we don't want to put ourselves out there and be rejected and embarrassed all the fucking time. You know, all the fucking time. Yes. You know, so that's so I don't know why I'm saying this. Is there a new? Oh yeah, TikTok. Like I think it's, I think it's the jury's out. I think it's gonna stick. Okay. Well then, maybe we should. Vine, I guess, Does didn't it, stick. Vine is TikTok. <laughs> Well, Vine, yeah, a lot of Vine stars. I mean, it's I'm not, the same fucking thing. I'm not saying it's gonna like the people are gonna stick around and stay famous and successful forever. But it's the same thing. It's just videos. It's like the tw- kids will always need to dance. We just did it in front of a mirror. Okay. They do it in front of a camera. Right on. You know what I mean? And I think that's like a human nature thing. But I was talking to someone the other day about YouTube stars, and I remember there are. I remember YouTube stars where people were like, you got to put this person in your show. You got to put this person in their movie. And now, like, it feels like YouTube, if you get famous too young, that gets ephemeral. It's hard I to stay. I missed the YouTube boat. Yeah. Really. I don't look at YouTube that much mm-hmm. unless I need to learn how to work my new wine opener. And yeah. it's like, yeah. how do I, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I never got into, and none of my friends or anyone I know has so I when I see like these YouTubers who have like 25 million yeah. followers I'm like who's watching YouTube kids. I didn't realize that YouTube was a thing it's kids and guys I think <laughs> that's a huge generalization but it's a lot of kids like a lot of these YouTube stars that I'm like oh my god do I need to start their fans are like 12 right which is awesome you know but I think it's just not and then uh it is predominantly I think I think I heard this on Rogan or something predominantly male just when you go into the comments like because there's such a big discrepancy between your instagram comments and your youtube comments and you're like how can the same group of people yeah, be kind this? of like reddit it's yeah. like between there's... reddit face sorry facebook um instagram twitter yeah. and then youtube it's like it's a whole it's different lands it's like candy land it kind of is it's different fucking lands and yes. the people are all different but i just got into i just am starting to get more into youtube because i usually am very resistant to things that are useful i just like things to be difficult and i recently so you mostly do like little tutorials and stuff i literally only go on youtube if i need to learn to work something uh-huh. i i just don't it's not where i get my like entertainment yeah i guess but do you like watching reality tv love it really love it i love it good ones yeah love after lockup 90 yeah. day fiance the yeah good shit i love bravo shows too i love a good real housewives have you talked about the paperwork you have to sign on these things <clears throat> you just sign your life away <laughs> but don't you have to do like psychiatric evaluations and not stuff? for shows like bravo like not for like that was like a group of, we were a group of friends we already knew each other yeah you have i had to do that for the amazing race i had to do that for queen bees <laughs> you have to do that for bachelor you have to take You'd tons to of to psychiatric a- tests and health tests to make sure you don't have and you know crazy things wrong with whatever yeah. and um yeah it's really intense yeah but Wow. There's that. That's wild. Whitney? Yeah. This has actually been one of my favorite podcasts I've ever done. Oh, wow. Good. Yeah. You could say it back. Me too. (laughs) I really like, thank you so much for doing this. Look how she just wraps shit up. I need to learn how to do that. You just gotta, you just gotta. Did you see that? She just started thanking me, and I was like, "Oh, it's, it's we're over." Fucking taking care of business. That was so wild. I need to learn how to do that. Um, I wait till the other person's done, and then I'm like, "Are you done? Can we end?" This? Well, sometimes I feel like the the guest is probably just like, "Dude, you're still fucking going," and I'm like, "I'll wrap this up for you." Yeah, I need to work on that. Oh, that's really smart. Do you have a clock? An internal clock? Well, Rich over, clock? Rich over here gave me a wink. And so I was like, oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. Um, I want everyone to go and listen to your podcast. Good for yeah. you. Um, and anything else that you want to plug right now? This is, it's always like an annoying thing to have to plug things. Oh, I have no problem with it. Um, do it. I am touring. I'm going on tour. About to do tour. You did a tour. Yeah, I'm going on tour again. We're overlapping. Look at that. Mm-hmm. And you do sh- shows on stage? Yeah. I mean, I don't do stand-up. I mean, I've seen your Instagram. It's, um, yeah, it's like a live podcast. It, oh, yeah. It's, 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 I don't know what it is. I, <laughs> I, I really, I don't know what it is. I'm barreling through. That's what people love. Authentic. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm about to do 22 cities. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I have a podcast and I have an Instagram and a Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, baby.